welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with life coach Cindy Cervez. Today is Wednesday, April the 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. It is 4 p.m. New York time. And wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And uh, we're happy to be cruising along here. I've got uh, the, the, the uh, deep outer space uh, <laughs> supernova universal background going on here today. Yes, I like My special that request. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're tuning in on uh, YouTube, you can see this uh, gorgeous background behind me. And if you can't, well, that's okay. We, we love uh, people who are just tuning in to listen because that's where like, you know, 98% of our listeners are. So that's okay. Nope. Yeah, that's how we started out. We were never on video at the beginning. We were that's just right. on radio, right? So yeah. I still get messages from people who hear us on radio, like drive time or whatever. And I think that's it has a special place in my heart, right? The people oh, are me too. listening live to us on the radio. Yeah. Oh, that's no it. doubt about it. I mean, that that was a dream of mine um, back when Joel and I were doing it as like a weekly thing. We, we The two of us kind of dreamed it wouldn't be great if people were listening to us during drive time. And then it came See? true. It was like, oh. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah. It's great. I've been, I've been loving that, um, looking back and realizing that things that we said just, you know, have all of a sudden, oh, wait, we created that. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's a lot of fun. Well, it's one of those things that I think – uh, I mean, Alex and I did a show about this one time, but it's one of those things where we tend to forget it's important to notice the manifestations when they happen. Yeah. You know, I was I was telling somebody, a client today, and it wasn't about um, uh, manifestations per se or law, even law of attraction. Um, I was asking her to write some things down. Like we had a certain exercise that we were doing. And I said, take a notebook and just write a note. And in the example that I gave her, which was keeping a dream journal, mm -hmm. right? So this wasn't what she was doing either, but it was kind of a roundabout way to say that I kept a dream journal for six years. Mm. And at the beginning, um, I, I didn't really remember my dreams. And I mean, a lot of people will say that to me to say, well, I don't, I wake up and I generally don't remember my dreams. Well, I didn't remember mine. And every day, one of the, you know, things that I was doing was to write down your dreams okay but i wasn't remembering my dreams yeah I so know it's that very <laughs> easy to wake up and say hmm, i don't remember and just not do it but instead right. i grabbed a notebook and i would write the date and i would write if i couldn't recall a dream i'd just write no recall okay so you got the habit going anyway so every day and it yeah. seemed like sometimes it seemed like five days in a row no recall no <laughs> recall or i'd had just a little fragment right like oh i don't know i think i was in a park or something so i just write fragment and write mm -hmm. i was in a park right and i did this for weeks and suddenly i had a very vivid dream where i remembered all the details and then by the time a few months had gone by i was remembering so many dreams wow. and i i brought this up to my client saying this is why some people will keep a magical diary, right? Like uh, of any kind of magic they've worked and then what re what result happened? Well, it's the same kind of thing because you're right. We do forget. And that's why it's important to jot it down. We forget and we are always creating. So we forget when we have those results and it's, it's awesome. You know, our results are our, our, some of our things are recorded, right? <laughs> yeah, we right. Said them on the podcast. So we say, yeah, we, we were saying that way back when, now it's happening now. I think it's fun. You know, keep track. Keep a little note for yourself somehow of what you're working on. Well, you know, you, the the story that you told actually has a, a kind of a second, I don't know, moral or whatever, a second uh, side to it. 
which is when it's not working, keep going anyway. Well, that, that's why I use that because I said, you might not see any results from this exercise. Don't quit. Yeah. Keep doing it. And if you don't notice a result, write down, didn't notice a result today. Mm. But keep looking and keep doing the exercise. And I mean, that holds up for any habit, right? Well, any sure. But it's, it's so easy not to. That's the thing. Because when, she, when you're not getting results, you say, well, you know, I, it just doesn't work for me. And I don't see the purpose in continuing with it. So I'll just kind of quit. And that's where, remember that little chart um, that had the kind of swooping line down and then it went up. We're, of course, we're seeing so many charts like that now, right? Because of right, right. With this pandemic. But they, they call that swooping line that goes down the valley of disappointment. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's where everybody quits. Yeah, that's true. That's where they've true. been to the gym for two weeks and they're not noticing any difference, where they've changed their diet for weeks and they're not noticing any difference, where they've started meditating every day and they don't notice any difference. So they quit. And it's usually right before that curve starts lifting up and they're, <laughs> if they would have kept going, we would come out of that valley of disappointment. It's like, don't quit. And I'm telling people this all the time. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Yep. Give it a chance anyway. I'm not saying do some habit for a year and you don't see results, right? <laughs> that, that would, I think, <laughs> that'd be something. <laughs> I think some most of the time we quit too soon. It's I think not a matter if we keep, you know, sometimes yeah. we do keep doing things that don't work. Well. Actually, it reminds me of one of those little, you know, they have the animated memes now that people use when they're posting comments as a way to answer a, a yes. post. Right. There's the one that's the, the, the animation of a fish. And and the uh, the text underneath it says just keep swimming, and the fish is swimming along. <laughs> <laughs> keep swimming, just keep swimming. Keep swimming. Well, yeah. Sometimes you know, there's that idea that if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting, or you know, you can't fix a problem with the same idea that created it, or whatever. So we have to be uh, careful sometimes that we're not creating a pattern that's not serving us, but. I think I still think we give up too soon when we start putting these things into practice because we all, you know, sometimes we'll find some method that we want to use to fix a problem. And this problem is something that we've had as a pattern for like forever, you know, right. 10 years we've been struggling with something. And then <laughs> we try a law of attraction method for like four days and we go, it doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, think how long it took for that bad habit or whatever mm. that situation to get really anchored and ingrained and you know expecting it to just shift after a few days eh. <laughs> probably also a question of how closely we are paying attention to the idea of is this feeling better is it feeling worse if it's feeling mm. incrementally better then keep going right. with it if it's feeling incrementally worse that's probably a clue to you know change direction i like that too yeah of course yeah. And sometimes um, I think it takes a little time to notice mm -hmm. which way. Like I've had people tell me, well, I'm not noticing anything. It's like, okay, keep going. Just yeah, that's, going. A, that's a good rule of thumb right there, isn't it? Because when you're not noticing anything, you're not getting a reading good or bad. It's just you're not getting a reading. Yeah. And, so you know, one of the things is like we there's the circumstance and the circumstance generally creates thought and the thought creates an emotion mm -hmm. and the emotion creates a feeling. And that's what I was trying to do recently is to get people to travel that little road to get to the feeling mm -hmm. 
because we often stop just at the thought and we believe the thought, right? right. Whatever that thought is, there's not enough or something. And, and instead, we, instead of just recognizing that that thought is creating, you know, emotions, stories, creating feelings, get all the way down to the feeling and recognize what you're feeling in your body mm. and deal with it there. Yeah. That's, you know, something we don't always do because emotions and feelings are different. I, what, in other words, what do you mean by that? Explain well, that a little bit. Okay. So an emotion, the four basic emotions, even people that have a very limited vocabulary about emotions are going <laughs> to know happy, sad, glad, and scared. Okay. Those are kind of the basic ones. All right. But what do we feel when we feel happy? What do we feel? You know, when we feel scared, there is a physical sensation that usually comes along with it. We feel a lump in our throat. We have a headache. We feel a knot in our stomach. We feel our shoulders are tight. We feel, you know, there's constriction. There's some kind of feeling that goes along with that emotion. Mm -hmm. And if we can get to that place, that then we've done some work to figure out what we're feeling in our body. And then... Uh, the advanced practice is to ask yourself what it would feel like if that feeling in your body was something that you thought was pleasurable. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I was telling somebody that, okay, we, we know that my wrist has had a problem for the past few months from overuse. Um, and I was wearing a brace and I was imagining it being better. And it is so much better. I'm mm -hmm. writing again, which I wasn't able to do. Mm, and part of the little vignette was to say, uh, I'm, a, I'm say to my husband in my imagination, I, I created a little vignette where I'm writing or painting. And I'm saying to my husband, oh, it's so good to be able to write and paint again with no yeah. pain. Sure. Well, the pain is still there, but it's very slight. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed the other day is that I said to myself, well, what if I perceived this feeling whenever it you know, it's kind of, it's, it comes and goes whenever it's there. What if I liked it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> open-ended, open-ended questions uh, are answered by your right brain, which is the creative faculty. Right. Now, if I said, do I like this? Do I like the way this feels? My left brain would say no. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the left brain is logical and it makes judgments and it just says no or yes. And that's it. Sure. But I asked myself, huh, okay, I feel a sensation on my wrist that I am perceiving to be painful. What if I perceived it in a different way? What if I just asked myself, huh, what if I actually like the way this felt? And since I've been doing that, it's been less and less and less. Which is interesting because it's kind of counterintuitive, right? I mean, that, right? that's not something we normally think of. Yeah, I'm going to just embrace the pain. I like this. I feel good about this. No, that's, I don't like the pain. Come on. This is straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so along those lines of thinking that we all came here to experience everything. Mm, yeah. Okay. Right. And if I'm saying, oh, this hurts so much, I don't want to experience this, then I'm causing even more resistance. I think there's another piece of it too, which is that most of the time, not all the time, there are, are certainly chronic pains, but most of the time when we feel pain, we feel it for a few seconds, maybe yeah. a minute. And then we spend the next three weeks perseverating on it and still feeling it. <laughs> There's that scene in the movie Lawrence of Arabia where 
he snuffs out, the, I think he snuffs out a match with his fingers. Mm -hmm. He just squeezes the match with his okay. fingers. Okay. And someone says to him something about, well, that it hurts. And he said, well, of course it hurts. The trick is to just not mind. Mm. And I think about that, like, seriously, the pain in my wrist, it's like, I'm not really noticing it. Because I think my friend, I allow my brain to do some kind of reframe on it that said, well, why am I judging this as bad? Maybe it's just okay. Maybe I mm -hmm. like it. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, flipped a switch in my brain. So I'm not labeling it as bad. And that actually, here's my segue, because we usually have been trying to address relationship stuff. Right. On Wednesdays, right? Mm -hmm. Relationship and Wednesdays. We've got like everybody all over the world now staying at home. Yep. A lot more. So we've got people that live alone that are feeling really isolated because they're not getting out and seeing people out in the world. And then we've got people now at home with their kids and their spouses and family members and they're kind of feeling like they're very lots of togetherness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes excessively so. <laughs> so one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is that the thing that probably the number one thing that will affect a relationship in or even cause a relationship to to break is judgment mm -hmm. right? sure. and it's judgment often goes hand in hand with blame oh yes right but it's a lot of little judgments that are when we judge something as good or bad like you and I've talked about this a lot. We all have preferences. Right. Right. It's like, I like to be asleep by 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't mean staying up later than 10 o'clock is wrong or bad. Nope. I know lots of people that are night owls and stay up till two o'clock and that's what they like. And that works for them. It doesn't work for me. So it's just not my preference. But sometimes in relationships, especially when we're experiencing lots and lots of togetherness, <laughs> um, we can get we can get irritated and we can start to judge people's, what do you call them? Preferences, idiosyncrasies as bad or wrong mm -hmm. or right. We make them wrong. And that is probably the number one thing that can start to really damage a relationship is judging someone else's everything as wrong instead of just, it is what it is. I really, I find myself not putting things in categories anymore of good or bad or right or wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I have preferences, of course. Sure. Um, I have values that I want, that I do my best to honor. But that doesn't mean they're somebody else's values. It's a sticky I, thing when you have, you know, politics the way we do right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Among other things, medicine, a whole bunch of stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that uh, I like what you said, and and the thing that I kind of add on to it as I'm thinking about it is I, I actually had a bit of an episode like that today. Um, I had a conversation with Louise. I went back to my office afterward, and for some reason, I found myself in my mind just snipping at her. I wasn't saying it to her to her face, but I, I was doing it in my mind. And after about right. ten seconds of it, I said to myself, "Wait a minute, that's not her. That's me." <laughs> Right, right. And that's the thing I try to catch myself on. Whenever I'm feeling something like that, that's yeah. my thing. That's not the other person's thing. That's yeah. my thing. It's a good catch. Uh, you know, that was a really 
when I first heard this, it was kind of, it was so profound to me. And now it's so obvious, right? But at the time, the idea that things, other people, events, they can't make me feel something. Right. I get to do that. And I like to use that little language tweak where we don't say that makes me feel sad. That makes me angry. We just say, I feel angry when this happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I hear that news, I feel sad. Kind of taking ownership for it. Yeah. And not, I am either not. Right. I am sad. I am angry. I am scared. Um, even though that may seem to be absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but when we say that, it's like, we're much bigger than those emotions. So oh, yes. I, I try to remember, I, you know, I think I slip up too sometimes, but I, I try to be conscious of my language so that I will say, I feel scared. I feel worried. I feel happy. Mm-hmm. I feel joyful. I feel worried. I feel concerned. I feel, I feel not, I am right. I'm more than an emotion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if we take, radical responsibility like you did today you said that's not oh what am i doing that's not her that's me that was like, me yeah i'm create you know now i'm i'm alone over here in the room and i'm still telling this story in my head right, right. i'm creating exactly. this thing in my head if we could all take that responsibility really what it is is recognizing what you need and then taking the responsibility to get that need back yourself instead of expecting someone else to meet it the really funny thing is within about certainly less than a minute, I would say 10 to 15 seconds after I took ownership like that, it went away. Yes, right. (laughs) It didn't take long. Yeah. And that's the point that I'm making too. You know, another thing is that we often make um, those emotions, right? We, we often talk about good emotions and bad emotions, Mm. bad feelings, bad emotions. And if we will stop doing that, just stop and realize that all of our emotions are important and valid. And, and yes, some of them are uncomfortable. Mm. So we can say an uncomfortable emotion, but we beat ourselves up. You know, I've noticed this a lot during this whole pandemic thing. Sure. Is that a lot of the people, especially people who are uh, in LOA circles, people that are just positive people in general and recognize the value of a positive attitude, right? Mm-hmm showing up and wanting to show up as positive as they can be right and i appreciate that so much i saw joel uh, i shot joel elston's post uh the other day where he said it might have been yesterday where he said you know the pandemic is not in your control losing your job is not in your control stores running out of toilet paper not in your control <laughs> but the action you take is in your control yeah. And I was like, yes, yes, right. So we have a lot of people that are showing up. I do my best to show up very positive and have a positive outlook. And also, there are a lot of people that are, me included, that are experiencing moments, at least, of other emotions, That's fear, right. worry. You know, I have elderly relatives. I, my sister is a trauma nurse, and so is her husband. Mm, and they are yes. on the front lines of this, right? So, right. Um, so yeah. and. What I've been trying to notice is that when someone shows up and is honest enough about it to say, I'm really feeling stressed out or I'm feeling scared or my, I had somebody, uh, one of my clients say my anxiety levels just through the roof Mm -hmm. is to make sure and encourage people to know that that's not something wrong with you. 
it's not bad. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you're not doing this right. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're not positive 24 seven, you're doing this wrong. There's, it's not wrong or bad. It's just human emotion. It's okay. And then when you, when you get to that point where you say, okay, it's okay. I'm a human mm -hmm. I'm having a moment. Uh, it's, it tends to dissolve pretty quickly, which is the goal, right? It's when That's we really say, it. why do I feel like this? I, I shouldn't be feeling like this. This is wrong. This feels terrible. Then you're just prolonging, prolonging. Yep. Push, push, push. Yeah. Resistance. Yep. It's true. And, it's true. And if you notice, like, I don't know what, I know what resistance feels like in my body. Like, I, I think I mentioned this before on the 11th of March, I was supposed to meet up with someone to have lunch, a dear, dear friend that was here from the middle East. And I, you know, I, I've been looking forward to it for six mm. weeks. Wow. And the night before I could not get away from just a great big no. Wow. <laughs> like, no, you should not go. Do not go. No. And I thought, and at that point, no one was really, at least in my neighborhood, talking about social distancing or mm -hmm. like, and I argued with myself for like the whole day. I was like, you know what? It's like, I don't have to hug the person. Like, you know, we're just going to hang out. And I just couldn't get away from it. And so I reached out and said, I know this seems wild, but I'm going to cancel. I'm going to ask for a rain check. And it wasn't two days later that things sort of blew up a whole lot more and people started talking about staying in. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know why, but I know the feeling, right? And mm -hmm. the resistance was not that I was hearing no. The resistance was me arguing with that no. Sure. Oh, yeah. And I know what it feels like in my body. Like, I don't like it at all. It's just like constriction. It's just like a tangle of. <laughs> <laughs> and so recognizing what that feels like is really important. What we were talking a minute ago about the circumstance and the thoughts that it creates and then the emotions. Yeah, I feel worried or I feel like I shouldn't do this. I feel. And then how does it feel in your body? If you can get where you recognize that all the time, then you'll jump right to that spot when your intuition is speaking to you. Because that's how our intuition speaks to us. It speaks to us through feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. There's also a complicating factor because the complicating factor, and I've experienced this a lot in the last few weeks, I know other people have too, is because there is such a thick blanket of fear out there. That's the best way I can describe it. So many people feel, feeling fearful. You can go out, I call it going out in the wild. <laughs> you can go out <laughs> into society, go to the store or something like that and feel it. It, it just kind of yeah. can overwhelm you. And, and in those moments, what I usually do is just ask myself, okay, am I feeling my thing or, or am I feeling somebody else's energy here? Yes. That's such a great question. I had somebody teach me that question years ago. She said, is this yours? Like ask yourself, is this mine? Right. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's really a good question because you can feel it. Yeah. And you know, something that my husband and I were talking about, and you and I have talked about this too, watching the news, right? Mm, oh, yes. Because <laughs> I really do want to keep apprised of what's going on, but I can do that in about five minutes a day. I do not need to watch the news for five have, hours a day. I, I have it down to 10 seconds. That's all I allow. Right? 10 <laughs> seconds of headlines and I'm done. Speed <laughs> reading the headlines. Okay. I'm well, that's the thing is that. You know, my husband said to me the other day, look, we're staying in. We don't need to be convinced to to stay in and to mm -hmm. wash our hands and to do the things we can do. There's no reason for us to have to watch 
that much of anything right now. It's not going to change anything that we're doing. We're already doing what we can do. Good point. It's not going to change. I'm not going to suddenly decide, oh, I saw today and it's really bad. We do need to wash our hands. I'm not yeah. washing my hands so many times a day. It's like we're all OCD. You know, it's like, right. I said, you wash your hands today. My skin is coming off. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, that, that if we take that responsibility for what we're feeling and look at the feelings that we're having, with non-judgment, then we can project that over to our relationships and realize that everyone's going through something. Everyone's doing the best they can. That takes a, you know, when we can take that judgment away, here's what I always remember. Our level of consciousness is directly related to our lack of judging. Mm. That's good. So, so when we talk about uh, magicians, we talk about Jesus walking on water and turning water into wine, which is my project right now. Really? Okay. <laughs> I might turn it into scotch or gin. <laughs> I am going to turn it into something. Uh, I, I just have to ask you, if you do manage to turn it into doers, how do you know it's doers and not another brand? That's all I'm curious about. <laughs> <laughs> right. So here's the thing is that that's a really high level of consciousness. Mm. And what's the lowest level of consciousness? Victim identity, victimhood. Yes. I have no power. Everything's happening to me. Usually everything sucks. I don't think it's going to get better. I can't make it better. That's the lowest level of energy. And the creative, the power to consciously create is, there's not a whole lot of it there. There isn't. There, We're not, there's an know. interesting thing about that energy, too. Um, different people will respond to that feeling differently. And I think all of us at various times have been experiencing it in the last few weeks just because of what's been going on. Because you can't get yeah, into those. Because we don't have control quick. over it. Correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and, and I've been there a few times. And I, one of the more interesting reactions that I've found in myself about it is, well, okay, right now I'm feeling that way. I'm feeling that very you know, victimized thing. And then I try to remember what is it that I am supposed to do in order to climb out of it. And I can't always remember. Oh, you know, this is, this is an excellent point that you bring up because one of the things when I was learning the energy levels, one of the things that I learned is that when you are experiencing that level, we call that level one energy, it's the lowest level of energy. Mm -hmm. It is very hard to see your way out of it. And that's why sometimes when you speak with someone, life coaches all know this, when we speak with someone that is experiencing that level of energy and, you know, the best word that I can use to describe it besides victim energy, because I really don't like that term. I don't think there are any victims, but hopelessness. Mm -hmm. We are way down there. Everything seems hopeless. Right. You know, you talk to someone and you're like trying to cheer them up and you're trying and you're you're seeing the bright side so easily. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what you say. They're really they struggling. To, they just can't see it. Right. And they begin to argue for their limitations. But, oh, yes. but, but, right? Well, that's because that level of energy is very, very heavy. And it's really hard to see your way out of. So the, the next step up, though, is conflict. And that's when, that's when people get angry and decide they want to fix it and do something about it. 
Which is interesting because that's exactly where I find myself going to when I can't remember what the next step is. I find myself getting angry and I say, oh, wait a bit. That was the next step. I remember now. <laughs> well, the unfortunate thing about this is that, and I don't, I always say that I know this is true for girls, little girls mm -hmm. and women. And, mm -hmm. and I say that because that's my experience, right? Sure. I was a little girl and then I grew up. And it may absolutely be true for men as well, but I know that in our society anyway, little girls are often um, not allowed the liberty uh, to be angry. That's true. Yeah. Right? So it's like, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Right, right. Yep. Be nice. Mm -hmm. You know, straighten up and be nice. Um, and what Unfortunately, happens, there are shifts happening. It is improving, I would say, society-wide, but there's still large pockets of it. <laughs> It's really been part of my big message. And mm -hmm. I actually, I talked to someone about this last night and this morning again. It said, look, it's not bad or wrong to be angry. Yeah. What's bad or wrong, if you want to label something bad or wrong, is an inappropriate display of anger. Right? It's like, it's fine to feel anger. And then you have to make a conscious choice to process it in a healthy way. And that means you don't throw things or break things or hurt people or, you know, mm -hmm. right. But the anger itself is important. But what I'm saying is that when a lot of times when women feel angry, they won't show it. Sure. And what does that do? It keeps them down in that even lower level of energy, which is that victim level and hopelessness. level. Oh yeah. I mean, as a man, I experienced the same thing. It was more so when I was growing up than it is today. But when I was growing up, it was, you know, that was the metier of the day. Men didn't show emotions. They, oh, yeah, I mean, any emotions, right? It, it, was, it, was not, it was not masculine to display emotion. Right, I mean, so, so you buried it. You swallowed it. Right. Because that's what you were trying to do, which is like yeah. one of the worst things you can do. But right. that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's a, a soft emotion, you can't show it. And if it's an angry emotion, you can't show that either because then you have an anger issue. Right. So you just can't right, show right. the emotion at all. So you have to just become a robot. Yeah. And that's I think when we recognize that it's that all of the emotions are OK and we stop judging ourselves for having them. Then when we have that victim feeling, like you said, like we're, we feel powerless, I think it, you're you're dead on right about that right now. Everyone's had a moment with this pandemic of feeling, mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, like we don't have power over this and it's unpredictable. That's not a great thing to be feeling. Mm -hmm. So then the next thing is, you know, to take, to realize that we, like Joel was saying, we, ha we do have, we do have control over some things. Right. Our actions, our thoughts, our stories, our emotions, our feelings. That's a lot because that creates everything. <laughs> yeah. Right? Isn't it interesting at the times when we have, we feel like we have the least power. We have all of the steering implements right in front of us. They're right there. <laughs> well, the gas control is right there. The steering wheel is there. The shift is there. It's all yeah. right there. <laughs> but yeah. we say, Oh my God, I'm powerless. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 you're right about that. Um, I think that that's the most important thing to remember is like you said, is remember the power and then when you feel that victimhood and you can't remember what to do mm. <laughs> if you if you won't judge it as bad right you'll start remembering what to do right away <laughs> and i'm proud of myself about that one for myself I, i've made a lot of progress to the point where when i'm feeling that now unlike say 10 15 years ago 
I don't start judging myself. I don't start saying, oh, wow, how could you have done that? That's so terrible. That's yeah. gone from my vocabulary because I've been working on it for so long. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's, like a, that's a mark of progress. Is, that's the way I look it's at huge that. progress. Yeah. You know, that's why I was saying the other day that I had that experience where I um, was checking on everyone and no one was checking on me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I'm checking on everyone and I'm taking care of it and I'm talking to everyone and sending text messages and saying, you're doing okay over there. You're doing okay. And then I walked in the other room and suddenly had this moment of no one checks on you. Mm. And I felt myself go down that, you know, the victim hole, right. Down that slide. Oh, wow. And then uh, a, a different sense of, huh. And I did that thing where I said, hmm, well, uh, Part of me really likes this martyrdom. <laughs> yeah. Not so easy to come to grips with it, but what you do, that is pretty powerful because you like yeah, a lot like, of stuff that way. Oh, I'm liking this feeling. And then immediately I was like, that is such a load of crap. Yeah. Right? Because I'm just, I'm a leader and I'm someone who cares about other people and that's all I'm doing. It has nothing to do with no one cares about me. That's just mm -hmm. a stupid story that my brain made up. Right. And literally the moment I had that thought, two messages came in of people checking on me. So, which is really cool. Had, I love that. Cause that, that was, that shows the resistance piece of it, right? You were resisting, resisting, you let go of it. And all of a sudden people are checking up boom. on you. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So it's I'm curious, do we have, do we have people in the chat today? We do. Um, actually, Jenny's been typing up a storm here. Jeffrey's also here. Um, they're the two that have been uh, typing Jenny, uh, going back to when we were talking about, uh, the various practices we can do. She says, I've been thinking about keeping a prayer source re request journal. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then she follows up by saying, I'm used to trying to do everything myself and not asking for help out of oh. habit and old beliefs. I don't trust that the universe and source would help or care, but sometimes I ask for help and it works. For example, <laughs> I often misplace things three or four times. Now I've consciously asked for help. I asked for it to be easy to find as a downstream thought. And then I find the item pretty quickly, pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You know, something interesting about that as well, talk about asking for help, is that, and, and this avoidance is one of the keynotes to that low level of energy. Mm -hmm. Anytime we're avoid, like we avoid a conversation because we think it's going to be difficult or we avoid, you know, taking forward action on something, we avoid, avoid, it's often a, a kind of signature of that very low level of energy. And oftentimes we think we don't want to ask for help. And I mean, when, when I'm talking about asking for help, I mean, literally like reaching out and asking a friend or right. a neighbor or mm -hmm. a family member for help with something, because we, we have a thought that, that that's kind of victimy. Like we're not strong yeah. enough to do it all ourselves, Right. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you think of it as look at the, look at the generals in the military, like they're able to rally the troops. Mm -hmm. It's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It's a sign of leadership. It's That's a sign true. of strength, right? So when we look at it that way, it's like, oh, and then we are, it's a, it's a sign or an indication of your level of self-care, mm. self-love mm -hmm. to ask for help. Whether you're asking, you know, energetically, like praying, asking God, asking the universe or asking a person for help. It's it's a sign of strength, actually, to do that. You're taking care of yourself, not trying to do like think about how much like like you said in your chat about 
caring so much and doing everything yourself, not asking mm. for help. We would never put that on another person, right? Right, right. I mean, I would never expect someone else in my life to do everything. It's like, I'm going to make sure they do everything. I'm not going <laughs> to offer any help, right? That wouldn't seem like a very caring thing to do, but we not do it really. to ourselves all the time. That's true. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, we do. Good points. I love that. Jeffrey also posted some stuff. He says, when I find myself in conflict with someone, I meditate to Ho'oponopono. Oh, love that. Yes. I, I'm finding my positivity makes others mad sometimes. That's an interesting point. Oh, interesting. Yeah. My clients talk about foggy mind. I tell them to follow the sound of my voice and I guide them to a place of clarity. It's an interesting oh, way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, thank you. I love you. I forgive you. I'm forgetting the fourth one. Uh, please forgive me and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That yeah. was it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you say those things, you're really saying them to yourself, right? Right. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The whole idea revolves around that the only person we really need to work on is ourself. That's Which it. is, I almost think the word only doesn't belong in that sentence. And I say that because we are really powerful beings. You know, putting the word only in kind diminishes us like, you know, well, yeah. It's only us. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. It's I us. certainly don't mean it that way. But as, <laughs> as a life and relationship coach, you know how many times people say, especially when I used to fly a lot, I'd be on an airplane and, you know, you introduce yourself and the person always says, you know, what do you do? It's like, oh, right. I'm a relationship coach. Oh, you need to talk to my sister. <laughs> you need to talk to my husband. Oh, my gosh. If you could talk to my mother. It was always <laughs> someone else, right? And it's like, how about if I talk to you? <laughs> as, that I mean only in that sense, right? Yes, I know. You don't that. need to worry about working on everyone else, just ourselves. I know. Yeah. I, but all, <laughs> you, you kicked a thought off in my mind when you used the word "is all," and that that thought just is a reminder to me: we are really incredibly powerful beings. We just don't give ourselves enough credit for it. Yeah. We really don't. We we really. I mean, look at the way most of us come into law of attraction. We get excited at first, then we try it a few times and it doesn't work. And then we get really down on ourselves and we stay there for the longest time until finally we find some way to crawl back up again. I mean, talk about not believing in how powerful we are. Well, this is one of the things when we talk about, when I talk about that, that victim level of energy, I'm careful to say there's not a lot of conscious creation that happens down there. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's a lot of powerful creation that happens oh, down there. No doubt. Because we're creating all the stuff that we're resisting. And then we keep resisting it. Yes. And if, if we just not, uh, it would just, you know, we're, we're not here to only experience all the good stuff. And that's a sticking point with a lot of people. But if what they realize is if, if they'd be okay with experiencing the other stuff and just looking at it like it's just part of life what, and be curious about it without judgment, constantly mm. judging everything is bad and wrong and just be curious. You know that sound that Yoda makes? It's like, hmm? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you make that sound, your brain cannot be judgmental and make that sound at the same time because judgment and curiosity don't exist together. So if we would just get curious about it, whatever it is, now, now I've got Yoda's voice in my mind going, hmm, <laughs> who you know. are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Yoda. Yeah. He's terrific. That's great. 
No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. And I hope you do start um, to keep a journal of, you know, uh, prayer requests or for Jenny, a, yeah. mag- a magical diary or just some kind of notebook where you can keep track of your conscious creation, what you've mm-hmm. asked for, how you've, what action you've taken mm-hmm. and how it's played out. Cause we, it always works. And I can speak from the other pr- perspective that I've never not given enough chance to work. I've been that person. I am that person. I, I that's one of the methods that I don't do. And well, I'm just talking about consciously creating or, you know, any kind of magic that we do, it's always working. We don't always get the result we think we want, mm-hmm. but that's how we learn. That's true. That's how yeah. we learn is we pay attention to whatever result we do get. Mm-hmm. I was, I was just hearkening back to the point you made earlier. You got to give it a chance. You have to go with it for a while. You have to just keep repetitively, you know, you're not getting a result. Just keep doing it and anyway. Keep writing. There's that time buffer too, right? That's happened to me so many times where at the moment I sort of, I don't even know if it's giving up. It's sort sometimes it's just forgetting about it. Well, I think that's what giving up really is actually. And it happens. Yeah. You kind of well, put it on your mind. I think there's a difference though, because sometimes people say it's not working and they stop. I'm talking about the experience where you consciously are using a certain uh, method to bring something about and then, and then you're not, and you never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Like I've had times where I used some of the Neville methods, right. Of like drifting off to sleep and imagining a certain scenario mm-hmm. night after night after night. And then I don't know what happened, but at some point, it's like, I, I didn't think of it. I forgot about it. And it's usually at that point that the thing happens. I it's think it's just wild. non-resistance. It's just non-resistance. Well, sure. I mean, the, the interesting thing is we can really only focus on one thing at a time. And so if we, we, especially if we have a lot of things that we're finding to be frustrating or we're, you know, we're, we're feeling negative about, or we're feeling victimized or whatever it is. I, Interesting thing is we can only focus on one at a time. We'll, we'll try to multitask them, right? I'm going to focus on this thing I don't like, and this thing I don't like, and this thing I don't like, and this and we'll just, and so we're bouncing all over the place. Like, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> like we're not giving enough energy to all these things. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, that's what happens when we, you know, we talked about last week that the, uh, an emotion that we have only lasts about 90 seconds. Hmm. But we're really good at telling lots of stories in that moment that will stretch it out and let it last for three hours. That's true. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> just keep reiterating those stories about it to ourselves. When if we would just not judge it and let it do its thing, it's much quicker. So I'm going to take advantage of that thought, and I'm going to tell a story that I try to tell every single time we do a show, and that is I want everyone who's listening to become a subscriber. I'm going to repeat that story until everyone (laughs) becomes a subscriber. And it's going to take, I don't know how long it's going to take. It's going to take whatever amount of time it takes. I know it's working because most of our listeners are subscribers, so it's paying off, which is great. But if if you're in that group that is not yet subscribed, we want you to do it. And it's so easy to do. We've set up a page on our website that just walks you right through the process. Just go to LOAToday.net. And at the top of the page, you will see instructions for your particular device because it actually detects what kind of device you have and just walks you through step by step. In many cases, it's just one or two clicks. And then from that point on, all of our episodes five days a week are coming right to your device. And we also want to invite you to see us because we are, we have been live streaming on YouTube for 
what is it, about a half a year, a year or something like that. And yeah. so you can see us. You can see what we look like while we're doing these. You can even join us like uh, Jeffrey and Jenny and others have been doing today and, you know, comment on the live stream. We'll include you in the, in the episode as well. But uh, just go to YouTube and look for LOA Today podcast videos and click the subscribe button and the little bell. And that way you get notified every time that we are publishing there as well. So become a subscriber. It's a wonderful thing. And that's the story that I'm continuing to tell today. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And, and I keep looking over. I'm like, I really need a green screen. <laughs> I, you know, I have to give Louis D'Souza credit for it. He's the one who kind of got this started. And he was doing it for quite some time. And I wasn't supporting. Nobody else was supporting it. And I finally said, you know, he's kind of made a point there. You know, I really should get one. So, okay, I got one up there. And now everybody is talking about it because you know, there's two of us doing it, right? <laughs> because you're a trendsetter. Well, We're trendsetters, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's really fun. And I think. I saw the cutest picture on Facebook today. Um, it was actually one of my clients and friends posted a picture of her little daughter um, sitting at the table with a laptop and she was having a Zoom meeting with her little classmates. And she's mm -hmm. like in first grade or something. It was adorable. And I'm like, uh -huh. okay, now that everyone is, you know, right now at least doing everything virtually, right. uh, you know, hey, it's fun. Sure, it is fun, and and actually, depending on what the background of the room is that you're in, if it's if it's a enough of a monotone, you don't actually need a green screen. It, it can actually work with your background and turn it into a green screen. Uh -huh. In my case, my background's too wild; it's got too much. Yeah, stuff mine too, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah it wouldn't work too well. But uh, but if you have a very bland background, you can do it without a green screen, which is pretty cool. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, I think that that you know, um, just talking about energy levels, I think that recognizing that the here's the thing we can learn about all the different levels and what they all mean but most of us just want to be at the highest level possible because we want to be just like right pulling that's me yep. you know walking on water and turning water into doers and all that so <laughs> the easiest way to get there because, like, if you're in that victim energy and then you start to get angry about something and decide you're tired of being a victim and you're going to you're going to do something about this. Right. And you just think of the simplest uh, situation you can think about. Right. Mm -hmm. OK. Someone is I don't know. Something's happening to you and you feel like you don't have any control and it's so awful. And then you realize, you know what, I can do something about this and I'm going to do something about this. This is ridiculous. Right. I'm going to make okay. a phone call. I'm going to write a letter. OK. Well, you suddenly have popped up yep. to, to the next level. Okay. Automatically because of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then sure. the next level is to take responsibility for how you're feeling about it. Right. It's like, okay, well, nothing's perfect. Things are not working exactly the way I want them to. And so-and-so and did this and that, but I know they're doing the best they can and I'm responsible for my feelings. So I'm going to decide my story. And Okay. We're getting a little more anabolic. But the easiest way to just pop all the way up is just to drop the judgment. Mm. Yeah. Just to drop, just to stop making everything bad or wrong, especially the feelings and emotions and the things that are happening to you. I think that's helped me a lot. I remember the first time you and I had the conversation about good and bad, right and wrong uh, versus I prefer, I don't prefer, I like, I don't like. Yes. And I started embracing that more and more. And now it's actually become a major part of how I think, how I talk to others, how I feel about myself and so forth. And it does make a difference. Yeah. I'm finding that I am a lot less judgmental of others. I'm finding I'm a lot less judgmental of myself. Judgment right. just, 
it, it, the, you know, the, the the critical side of it just, I mean, it's still there. It still pops up quite frequently, but it doesn't stay very long. It used to, it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't just a visitor. It actually lived in the, in the back room for the longest time. Now it just comes by and visits every once in a while and goes right. away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, I think that, you know, we all are going to have things come up in our everyday life where we have to use judgment, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. Like we want to use good judgment and do things that are smart. Like, you know, there, I'm in Louisiana and you've probably seen in the news in your 10 second perusal of the news, maybe a headline <laughs> that there are some pastors here that are defying the governor's oh, yeah. thing mm -hmm. and, and, and sending out 27 buses to bring lots of people to a church service, you know, mm -hmm. 1100 people. Um, I don't think that's good judgment. Right. And maybe someone else thinks it's perfect judgment, obviously, because they're getting Apparently, on the yeah. going. So, we use judgment in that sense to try to do what's right for us or what is going to lead to a result that is preferred by us. I prefer to be healthy. Um, so I'm not, I mean, we're going to use that kind of judgment, but mm -hmm. mostly, I mean, when we decide that our own emotions are wrong or bad, right. Or we decide, like you said, that somebody else's behavior is wrong or bad. It just might not be what you prefer. And if we can get curious and drop that, oh my goodness, you, you will literally, if you do that this week, if you just decide, then instead of constantly judging things as good or bad, right or wrong, and just say, hmm, or do the Yoda sound, hmm, <laughs> um, you will notice a shift in your energy and you probably will start noticing more meaningful coincidences or what we call synchronicity. Mm, true. That's yeah, when they show up. As you were talking about that and the two different kinds of judgment, it occurred to me, the rule that we follow actually fits distinguishing between the two kinds of judgment. The one kind is the I prefer or I don't prefer kind. I'd like I'm discerning between what I prefer and what I don't prefer. Yeah, discernment. Yes. Yeah. Love that. The other Love kind that. is the moralistic kind. You should do yes. this or you shouldn't do that. Right. And you know, Absolutely. when we when we when we judge ourselves, like say we say, Oh, I did something really bad in the past and we put all this shame and judgment and blame on ourselves over something. Um when we judge ourselves as guilty, we generally will attach punishment to that. Oh, yes. <laughs> and what happens is we start to subconsciously create punishing circumstances in our future to deal with the guilt that mm. we've assigned judgment to our past. And it just doesn't, <laughs> it's not what I prefer. <laughs> it's certainly not what, not what I, I prefer. I, I, I actually get agitated when I realize that I'm doing that to myself because I, yeah. I know I've, I've done enough of these shows, talked to enough people like you who really are, are good at this stuff and become pretty good at it myself to the point where when I'm noticing my, when I'm noticing myself in that mode, in that, you know, like you say, the punishing mode, the, the mode yep. of creating this really, really ugly thing. And then I noticed that I've actually done that. I say, oh, my God, what am I setting myself up for? I can't believe I did that. <laughs> but it's right. a way of stopping myself and saying, oh, yeah, I, that's really what not – that's not what I had in mind at all. I, let's. What can I do to change that around? I don't want to get that vibration going. That's yeah. definitely not the one I had in mind. That's when the GPS says, make a legal U-turn. <laughs> that's right, yes. Right. <laughs> Right now. Right now. Yes. Yeah. As fast as possible. It's like I often talk about, you know, guilt 
guilt leads to punishing, you know, mm. and so guilt just has one reason. It's to show you what your values are. Yeah. That's all. That's and a very good you, point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Then you can honor your values. Yeah. So if you, if you behaved a certain way and you feel guilty about it, it's because it wasn't in alignment with your value system. Mm. Right. Like I believe in telling the truth. I want to be honest. I have not always been honest, even mm -hmm. not honest with myself. Right. Sometimes we're really not honest with ourselves. Yeah. And so if I'm not honest, I, then I feel a great deal of guilt about it and shame about it. It's like, Oh, why wasn't I honest about that? Well, that's just because it's not in alignment with my value of integrity and truth telling. Mm -hmm. It's funny. What we're talking about today is kind of a continuation of what we did last week. If you remember last week, we decided to focus on our relationship with ourselves. And, yeah. and this is a continuation of that conversation. Yeah. Well, ways. because I, I think it always comes up because I, the idea that, that all of our other relationships are just a mirror. Mm -hmm. They're just mirroring back to us what's going on in our own head and our own relationship with ourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is the most important one. You know, talk about judgment. That's the number one sign that your self-love needs some boosting is you're if you're judging me. everyone else. Yeah. Right. If you're having all these thoughts about other people that they shouldn't be doing this and that and that they're wrong about this and look at them. What are they doing? Um, that's because why it's because that's always the level that you're holding yourself to. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. And we're good at it, too. Oh, my <laughs> we're gosh. We're so good at it. We're so good at it. Well, we get to be put here to have the opportunity to learn a lot of stuff about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like you said. Uh, we are extremely powerful if we could just recognize how powerful we are. And that's, I think, the, the crux of what we're learning. I've made it part of my mirror work that I do. I, when I'm talking to myself in the mirror, I don't necessarily do it every day, but a lot of days I'll say to myself, you, you realize you're pretty powerful. And I'm looking myself <laughs> in the eyes as I'm saying this. And at first I was a little bit doubtful, but I'm beginning to really get it. Like, I, I really am powerful. I, I'm just kind of aiming at all directions at once. I need to kind of control the, the targeting here a little bit. Careful where you point that thing. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. So hey, I think it's great. I love that you're still doing mirror work. I, feel so excited about that. I, I have to say my friend Mike McEwen does it more consistently than I do, but I have been trying to do it more consistently. So yeah, I'm, I'm following his example. He says he's following mine. I'm following his. Ah, so, <laughs> I mean, you said almost every day. So yeah, I, I find if you can work it in somewhere where you automatically do it, like I always tell people when you're brushing your teeth or if you're in a mirror somewhere. Mm. Uh, and the thing that helped me was in the same way that if I like, if I walk into a room and you are there, well, we walk into our virtual room every Wednesday. So when I come in and you're there already, I say, hey, how are you doing? Right. I greet you. Mm -hmm. I don't just like sit here and pretend like you're not there and I don't really see you. And and I'm thinking about something else. And, you know, <laughs> right. So I try to do that with myself when I see myself in the mirror especially for the first time in the day I walk in and I see myself, I, I try to greet myself, say, Hey, good for you. <laughs> That's good. So I form a habit like that. Yeah. That way it doesn't get away from me. I'm not like la 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 thinking about something else and not paying attention. I just right. say hello. 
Jeffrey raised a question, and we, we've actually been kind of addressing it, but let's go at it specifically the way he's talking about it. He says, how about a relationship with our shadow self? Yes, that's a big part of what I do with private clients. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing is that that's why I say when you're in that victim energy or that lower level of energy, that hopelessness part, down in the dumps, whatever you want to call it, um, there's still a lot of creative energy there, but it's generally the shadow self energy is creating things that we think we don't want. But in actuality, we often do want to experience some of those things. And it's the shadow part of us that wants to experience it. Which is ironic. And it, and it doesn't want to be judged and shut down and denied those experiences. Which is why if we can say, okay, it just is what it is, like I did the other day. It literally, like felt myself going into this martyr. Oh, you're checking on everybody and nobody's checking on you. And mm -hmm. I had a moment where I consciously said, huh, part of me, part of me actually likes this. What part yeah, of me? The that shadow, was the shadow side. Yeah. The shadow side of me really likes yeah. that. And so I let her like it for a second. And as soon as I let her have it, it was over with. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. That's terrible. Or even worse, just going down that you poor thing. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. yeah. part of me is still judging. Yeah, don't think like that. No, I just said, okay, I'll just open up to it. Yeah, my yeah. favorite way to judge myself that way, and I say this tongue-in-cheek, my favorite way to do it <laughs> is say, oh, geez, you just did it again. I can't believe you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, people are so hard on themselves. I mean, I see people make a mistake with something, and they do the face palm and say, oh, you idiot. Yeah, right. Talking to themselves. <laughs> it's like, no, don't say that. And if I'm with somebody and they do that, I say, don't talk about my friend that way. Oh, like, that's nice. Don't that's do a good that. Way like, don't do that. You know that whole idea. If we treated our, uh, if we treated our friends the way we treat ourselves, we right. would go to jail. So yeah. <laughs> no, Jeffrey. I think that's that's it. Our shadow is um, powerful, mm. and our shadow is what has created all this stuff that we think we don't want. And when we recognize that, which I point out to a lot of clients. There are payoffs and reasons why you created all this. It might have been subconscious, but your shadow is a powerful creator and it's part of you. So this is where we talk about integration, shadow integration. It's a united will. It's when all of you is on board with whatever you're creating. Then you have like serious power. It's funny. There's a not funny. There, there's a post that I saw in Facebook, and I wanted to incorporate it in the show, and and I kept putting it aside because we had all this really great discussion going on. And now it's just a few minutes left, but I'm thinking let's go a couple minutes over because that okay. strikes me that this post and what I, I kind of anticipate your answer is going to be is a great way to tie together what we've been talking about here. Excellent. Okay, so let me read it to you. Um, she's writing in the Abraham Hicks Vortex Group, and she says, "I think right now we all want to we, we want this virus thing to go away." and us being out of our houses. Today, it had been planned that everyone should wear masks when going outdoors. And I thought, I wanted to throw up. Why, with all this inner work and manifestations, we lose more and more of our freedom? I saw some Abraham Hicks live streams just now, and she's telling us to be positive. Okay, but this mask thing suffocates me. What kind of manifestation is this? I feel like I'm being imprisoned, that it, and that it's not my vibration in the first place. Yeah. Well... And I say what I what I always say to people when they bring this kind of stuff up, um, when they're resisting against something, right? Because the things that we don't choose are the things that really shape who we become. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and so it's like, uh, 
part of you actually really loves it. And if you can decide that, okay, I'm going to find a way to really enjoy this. Then where are you vibrating? You're mm-hmm. vibrating on the level of enjoyment, right? You get to choose that. Yeah. If you're saying, I hate this, it makes me want to vomit. I don't like this at all. I feel constricted. This is awful. That's resistance. If you say, hmm, I'm going to get curious. This isn't bad or good. It doesn't feel like my preference, but part of me must be preferring it because here it is. <laughs> One of my favorite teachers, Carolyn Elliott, says, having is evidence of wanting. Whatever you have, part of you wants it. So let that part of you enjoy it. And then the shift just happens so fast. It's really amazing. Because why? Because if you're enjoying something, you're vibrating on the level of joy. That's true. (laughs) It's the thing we're trying to avoid admit to. But yeah, that's really what's going on when we're feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. So not it's a lot easier said than done. It takes practice like everything else. But give it a shot. It's a great we're way to all in the position where we can say there's things going on we're not crazy about. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of you is, you know, my husband and I say to each other when something happens and we're just not, it's like, oh my goodness. We always say, say part of you is really digging it. <laughs> Immediately we both crack up laughing and the resistance is gone, right? That's a good thing. That's good. So good. <laughs> Good stuff today. I love the, the, the topic and the uh, the ideas you brought up. So I'm not sure exactly how we landed on this one. We just kind of flew into it. but I don't know it, either. <laughs> it, it was perfect for what was needed today, I think. And I suspect a lot of listeners are going to feel the same way when they hear the podcast. Good. So, I hope so, so, too. Thank you very much. Thank you, live streamers. We appreciate your comments yes, and thank you, thank questions you. and contributions. Really good ones. We have really, really smart live streamers. I don't know if we you do. Know we do. Yeah. We really do. So thank you guys very much. And especially thank you to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone.